Welcome to an awesome episode of the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest who is my right-hand gal in the Rise Into Your Power group. Actually, she helps me with everything. You may know her as Rachel. Rachel is... Oh my gosh, she is so many things, but she is mainly an intuitive energy practitioner. She is one of the few like me who actually knows Reiki and also pranic healing. She is an adaptable yoga teacher. And what I think is really sweet is she has such a big heart. So if you know her or if you can just even tune into her energy while we talk, you will see that she has the biggest heart and she just gives out so much love. And one thing that she did recently was she actually donated to our VIP digital swag bag for our spiritual AF party. So if you have signed up for a VIP, you are going to get five of her free guided meditations. But along with that, you are going to be getting the corresponding yoga session to go with it. It's all virtual. So you don't have to worry about it at all. You can do it at your home, at your leisure. And I just thought that was such a creative thing to do, to give us the meditation, but also the yoga practice to go with it. Because, you know, if you know a little bit about yoga too, you might have heard that yoga really prepares the body for a spiritual experience. So having those go hand in hand is so amazing. And then I think it'll be great for you if you are a VIP, because it will really help you know, get you stronger to spirit and it will help that connection grow a little bit stronger. So if you want any details on that, it will be in the show notes or you can obviously go to the real heatherdanielle.com and then in one of the menu options, you will see spiritual AF party. You can get the details there. So anyways, I really loved this conversation with Rachel because yeah, we talk a lot about yoga, but we talk about how yoga is also more than just a physical practice, okay? And she really told me something that I never knew. And I have been in and out of yoga since like the year 2000. So like 22 years that I have been in and out of yoga. Because I remember, I'm not sure if you guys do, but when Anne Hathaway played in the Princess Diaries, like she was like doing yoga on her mat. And I was, everyone was just like, oh my God, what is that? That's so crazy, right? So that's when I got out, you know, yoga for dummies and I started doing it way back then. But I did not know that there is actually eight limbs of yoga. So it's not all just about the physical practice. So I found that very, very fascinating. And if you listen to Sun, you know Monday's podcast, or if you've been looking at my Instagram stories, then you know about my recent diagnosis and stuff. And I was having such a rough day on Sunday. I mean, hormones going crazy and emotions going crazy and just beside myself. And I've always felt like yoga is my church. But when I went into yoga, and I actually did hot yoga, Bikram style, right, which is now known as Thrive Yoga, I was honestly, I was just crying a majority of the session. And if you've ever been to Bikram yoga, um, which is different than hot yoga, um, you can reach out to me if you want me to tell you the difference, right? So, but you are sweating like all over. So it's like my face is now covered in not just sweat, but, you know, ugly tears and that kind of stuff, which actually worked out very well because, you know, in that hot environment, everyone is just paying attention to themselves. And then also if they even noticed my face, like they would notice that I wasn't crying. And that's when I really realized 
what Rachel was saying. Like, yes, there is more, more to yoga and it can bring out emotions too, even the physical practice. But I didn't go there for the physical practice is because of what it did with my mind and how it cleared up everything. I felt so much better afterwards. And it did have a physical aspect to it because, you know, it probably moved around some of those emotions and, you know, got me moving, got the energy moving. But the thing is, I went there for mental purposes to get my mental state intact again, right? Because I felt like I was kind of going crazy and it worked. And what was really, really cool is I set the intention of what I wanted before that yoga session and I got all the answers I wanted. So just to let you know, like there is a little bit more to yoga. And I hope that during this conversation with Rachel, that you can see how it can perhaps help you out. Perhaps maybe you want to try, you know, one of her sessions, because one thing that's really interesting about Rachel's yoga sessions is she really helps you if you have limitations with the body, right? I have been to a couple of her things and I have not once done a downward dog, which I can't because my wrists hurt. So she's really good at those modifications and doing like the light but very effective yoga. Like majority of the time, you know, it's definitely a lot of floor work, if you will. And it's not any balancing poses really, unless it's like very light ones, like the tree pose. And she has modifications for all of them. So I definitely encourage you to check out her website which is rose gold energy the website um link will be in the show notes so i am hoping that you love this and i hope that you give yoga a try different kinds of yoga and if you have any questions about the eight limbs of yoga i am going to put it in the description just in case there's any confusion at all and i know you can always reach out to rachel and get a little bit of clarity Alrighty. Well, I hope that you love, love this conversation and I will see you at the spiritual AF party. Hey, Rachel, thanks so much for joining and talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you and I know that we're going to be talking to you about yoga. Like anytime I think about yoga, I immediately think about you. So how did your yoga journey begin? So my yoga journey began about eight years ago. I started to experience some unexplained, well, unexplained at the time, chronic pain. And I was very anxious about the chronic pain and just anxious about a lot of things going on in my life. Um, really from early childhood, realizing that that anxiety and trauma that I've been experiencing throughout my life led me to that point of experiencing a lot of um, physical pain. So I went to a yoga studio uh, by my house, a place that um, doesn't exist anymore at closed, but it was a wonderful yoga studio that really invited everyone there. And they had some very great basic classes. I started out there. I was there for about five years and then found my current yoga home, which is Namaste Yoga in Royal Oak. Never really thought I'd be a teacher, but I just found um, this beautiful connection to uh, mind, body, and soul. And not only did I receive the stress release that I was looking for, I also received some really like gentle stretching for my body, some mindful movement for my body in ways that it's never really moved before. And it also helped me um, become more connected to my intuition and to spirit. 
Wow. Okay. So now give us some like details. So when you found yoga, you were talking about like how it made you feel closer to spirit, helped your body. Like what specific things did you just notice that you could breathe easier, uh, less tension? Yes, definitely. Um, those things. Um, as you know, I recently became certified as a yoga teacher. Um, so learning even more about the practice and diving deeper into it, there's actually eight limbs of yoga. And one of them is this physical practice that the majority of us are aware of. It's called asana, but there's uh, seven other limbs, two of which are breath work, which is pranayama. And the other is meditation, which is dhyana. So through breath work and meditation in the yoga classes I was taking and what I teach now, I'm able to find this inner peace in these very fleeting moments, but fleeting moments of inner peace and stillness where I'm connected to spirit, I'm connected to my higher self, I'm channeling messages and healing energy and um, things I'm probably not even aware of happening at the subconscious level at the time. It just really settles and grounds my body and mind um, in ways that I haven't been able to um, do before, before practicing yoga. Wow. And this is like, I love yoga. I've been practicing for, you know, many years, like on and off, you know, it was one of those things, you know, not um, very consistent, but something that I always find myself being drawn back to, you know, because I always feel so much better. And and, you know, it's so funny that you were bringing up some of that thing because it's bringing up memories. Like I was practicing um, one type of yoga, maybe it was in a Bikram class. I'm not sure, you know, the Bikram hot yoga. And I remember going down into a pose and they were like, this is really, really good when you do it right. Cause it's actually massaging your organs. It's actually like really helping it. And I'm like, what? I was like, I never even thought about that before. Massaging my organs, like, what are you doing? And then it just occurs to me, like, you know, I'm sitting down all of the time and, you know, my organs are all smushed together. And then it's like, when you're doing yoga, it's like, I feel like, isn't it true that you're like allowing more oxygen or you're massaging them? <laughs> Is that so true? 110%. So even just think about like the stretching movement, if you were to draw your arms up towards the sky, or you're in, you know, your version of warrior two, you're stretching um, physically, but as you're concentrating on your breath and this breath work, your inhales and exhales, a lot of times we're guided to deepen our inhales and make our exhales longer in yoga, because that's sending oxygen and sending clean air to areas of our body where there might be tension and stiffness. Now yoga is not a cure-all. It's just a tool that may help people. It's proven to help a lot of people when we incorporate it um, in a gentle way, especially when we're beginning. So I teach a Hatha class. So um, if someone's new to yoga, like seeking out a basic Hatha class, an essential Hatha class to help them learn how to get into the poses in a way that's comfortable for their body. One of the ways that I love to teach yoga um, I'll quote um, Diane Bondi. She's a yoga teacher who I took yoga for all training through, and that's having a protastic uh, practice. So what that means is incorporating blocks, blankets, bolsters, pillows, anything that's really going to help support your body so that you feel good and you feel gentle stretches when you get into poses versus feeling any pain. Of course, we never want to feel pain in yoga. And another thing I love about yoga is my warrior two, Heather, is going to look way different than your warrior two, probably, because our bodies are not made the same. So oftentimes we see these pictures in books or we Google, if you just Google yoga, typically we'll just see, um, you know, white women who are doing handstands and twists and all these crazy ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, that's a part of yoga. 
but all of our bodies are going to look different. It's more than just that. It's every body, every gender, every color, like everybody can experience these benefits. We just have to know how or learn or just be in the right environment to experience it uh, safely and be able to adapt it to our bodies. Wow. So what yoga class would you recommend for beginners to start at? Because I know you were talking about the one that, you know, uses, you know, the blocks and like cushions, towels, if you will, um, to help support certain poses. So what is that type of yoga called? That's typically called Hatha, H-A-T-H-A. Um, so any Hatha-based class would be great for a beginner. Um, some beginner classes are even labeled beginner or basic. Um, you can check what I would recommend um, if you want to do yoga in person, going to your community yoga studio. So find a yoga studio where they're offering these beginner level classes. Not all yoga studios do. Um, so just find one where you feel welcome, where you feel safe, where you feel um, like you are invited to practice there. This is the kind of space that where I teach Namaste Yoga has. And also when I teach online that I try my best to create for all people that they feel safe and comfortable no matter what they're coming in with. Um, I came into yoga with chronic pain and um, anxiety and stress. And I come into yoga different every day. It's another thing about, I love about the physical practice of yoga and the breath work and meditation. It's always there for me. I can just show up and it will be there. And I'll just show up exactly as I am. And whatever I need at the time is what's going to be given to me. Oh my gosh. And I love how you said to find a place where you feel welcome and good. Cause that just reminds me, like I used to just like go yoga hopping, if you will, and trying different places until I found one that it felt really good because they can have a different setup. And I feel like that has, you know what I mean? A lot to do with it. So like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Like I recently went to, and I'm going to name the gym edge gym and they have a yoga class. So I was like really, really excited about this. You know, I love yoga. Yoga is like my church, you know, and I'm many, like many people, I don't go to church as often as I should. Right. <laughs> so I show up to this yoga class and, oh my gosh, like it is not the experience that I like. Other people might like this, but not me. And I'm like doing downward dog. And my butt basically is like, you know, just saying hi to this glass wall where all these people are standing out on the other side, watching me go, you know, as they watch by, like, I like, all I could think of is like, they're just staring at my butt. That's what everyone's doing. Papa, they weren't, you know what I mean? But that's how I felt. I felt like I was on display. And then I could hear like the weights in the background and everyone talking. And it was just like, I was like, this is not the experience that I want with yoga. But I know, I knew that there was other things out there because I had been you know, around yoga since, you know, oh my gosh, I feel like it came, like when it came out, <laughs> no, but when I first got introduced to yoga, it was like the year 2000, of course, but like I said, I hadn't been doing it consistently, but it's so funny because I couldn't even imagine someone going to a yoga class like that and then being like, oh, I don't like yoga. But when you go to other places, it's so serene. It's so beautiful. You know, I've went into yoga places where like they didn't allow speaking, you know what I mean? Like in the studio and oh my gosh, like I was like, oh, this is nice you know, I absolutely love it. So, um, would you recommend that too? You know, would you recommend that like people trying out different places until they find their home? Sure. Yes. Because everyone's home is going to look different for them. They might identify or feel connected to a certain teacher or a certain space and just trying that out to see what fits. And then just looking again for those beginner basic level, those Hatha classes. 
you know, like everyone that's listening knows me all so well. So I don't feel bad in saying this, but I'm like, you're right. What if there was a girl that was working her glutes out you know, what I mean? or a dude and he wants to do the downward dog in front of everybody that's walking by. So you're right. Cause everyone's home is going to look different. Um, yeah. Cause I get a, like you said, you have it as well. Like you get downloads from spirit during yoga and that's what happens to me. And the same thing happens for you. Yes, definitely. Um, It's taken a lot of practice and a lot of years, and I come into it with a different intention every day. But I get into these places of mindful movement where I'm I'm closing my eyes and I'm moving with the flow and I'm concentrating on my breath. And then sometimes I don't even realize it. My concentration from my breath is still there, but I'm also listening to spirit. Like some messages might come through or something about clarity, or I might even feel a gentle like release in my body where I've stored some pent up emotion in my chakras or some stress and energy. And sometimes it's just a physical practice. Like it really just depends on the day. Um, but just going in with it, always with the intention of it being mindful movement, not necessarily exercise. The Western world has made it into an exercise and kind of culturally appropriated it in a lot of ways. So just thinking about how do we backtrack and how do we get back to, you know, the origins of yoga, which were yoga was, um, created thousands of years ago um, in India. So just going back to that, and I'm still studying, I'm still, you know, probably early in my studies in terms of some other yoga teachers out there, Um, but just learning about the origins and the beginning and what was truly meant for and how it was really meant for everybody and how we can get into that and make it work for us. So, so many good points. And then what happens, you just took, you did one after another of great, great freaking points, you know? And so the first point that you made was about basically some people, you know, now we've kind of made it into some exercise. And it's so funny because I've been to yoga classes where they were playing club music, right? And I was like, what, what class did I sign up for? It didn't say anything about having, this is going to be a club. And then like, there was so many push-ups with the chaturangas. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is a full blown, like I am sweating wedding, arms are burning, you know, like, <laughs> you know, exercise, you know, workout. I was like, this is nuts. But a lot of people do like that. So that's why, you know, we're, you know, you can go to a different place. But you know, what's so funny is this morning, I was doing yoga, and I really love getting downloads. I really love getting information and stuff like that. But it was so funny, because I have been, you know, going up and down with my health lately. Right. And I finally decided, okay, I'm just going to listen to spirit. You know, I'm just going to listen to spirit. I'm doing, I'm told. And they told me I need to do yoga. So I was, I was doing yoga today. And then I was just like, okay, whatever you want to tell me, like, I'm here, I'm listening. And then they were like, they they seriously told me, they responded back to me. They're like, they're like, no, (laughs) they're like, no, no messages, no, nothing. You need to concentrate on your body. Right. They're like, if you do a meditation afterwards, we might give you some insight, but did I do meditation afterwards? No. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, then. And I said, okay. And I, I finished, you know, my lovely, um, you know, my own little, like kind of what you said, my own little, you know, flow, if you will, you know, so that I can, you know, concentrate on parts that I felt like needed concentrated on. Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing that you said though, is that yoga is for every body. Mm-hmm. And I just tell you, I feel like you are, you are like, 
one of the trailblazers for that movement of yoga is for everybody because I'm starting to see it slowly. And it's like, you can see, like, I, you know, I don't know how a better way to say this, but, you know, you do see a lot of like the white women with like handstands, you know what I mean? Doing all that. Right. But it's so funny too, because now I'm starting to see like very like large women and they are like rocking different like yoga poses stuff like that and I am like this is crazy like this is awesome and then it's just kind of like I don't even know how hard it is but I'm like wow you know it gives you more inspiration you know what I mean when you see people from all different walks of life doing it and then you can see yourself in those people and be like wow if they can do it I can do it you know yeah for sure it's a it's a very um inner focused practice so it's really cool when people share their practice um, with each other. And I love that you're practicing at home. We don't always have to practice in a class. Maybe we feel more comfortable. Um, I have some, a couple of yoga classes available on YouTube if people feel more comfortable not being in a live class just so they can experience uh, yoga or yoga for all bodies um, without feeling like all eyes are on them. If that is what makes them feel more comfortable. And then also I know, Heather, we had a, a class together, you attended one of my classes on Zoom and you had mentioned, um, cause I knew that you were having some sensitivities with your wrist. And I had mentioned if you have some sensitivity with your wrist then just come down to your forearms while you're in, you know, table pose or, or maybe a different pose. So there's a lot of um, options that a lot of people aren't aware of in yoga because again, some teachers were only taught one way. They were only taught the body had to look a certain way. And that's not the case because our bodies are so unique to us. Like one person has longer arms, other has shorter. We're not all going to be able to look the same in each pose. We just have to know how to create that pose in our body for ourselves. Oh my gosh. Oh, you, you again, a lot of good points. Thank you so much for like bringing these up. And so I know that we keep on talking about um, like physical yoga, because you had started to talk about the eight different limbs of yoga. So what we're talking about with the movements, the downward dogs and upward dogs and all those dogs and cats, right? <laughs> um, so, but that's only just one part of it, right? You said that that was called asana? Asana, yes. Asana, thank you. Mm. If anyone knows me, they know I'm really bad at pronouncing anything. So yes. <laughs> um, and then, so what are the, can you remind us what the other eight are? Um, the other yes. seven? Sure. Um, there's pranayama, which is breath work, um, dhyana, which is meditation. Um, there are the yamas, um, which are absences, things that we learn to abstain from, um, you know, just harming, not being harmful to other people, things like that. Um, there's niyamas, which are, so let me back up. The yamas are how we treat other people. So there's, you know, a few niyamas and we have to go into super detail. That's something that we can, we can talk about another time if you'd like, but basically it's how we treat other people. And then the niyamas are observances and that's how we treat ourselves. Are we acting with compassion? Are we being truthful? Uh, then there's um, pratyara, which is withdrawal of the senses. That's a deeper study in terms of not necessarily just studying and observing how our senses affect us. And if we can kind of get in that meditative state, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for anyone or for everyone, but think of like Deepak Chopra, like someone like that, like that's within his practice. That's something that he chooses to do. Like he's appears to be pretty unaffected by a lot of things that happen because he's able to center himself. And that's great, but like, that's not the real world. We're not all um, looking to obtain that. That's not, you know, necessarily all within our own 
um, dharmas here, diarana, which is concentration and samadhi, which is absorption. So all of these things are basically just guidelines on how to live um, a life that is connected with mind, body, soul, that name of the podcast, your podcast, other spiritual AF life. So a lot of times as spiritual people, we are working with our upper chakras and our crown chakra and our third eye chakra, and you know we're connected to these higher realms. So what yoga does is help bridge that gap. So in yoga, with the physical practice, we're working with our physical bodies, we're opening the chakras, we're cleansing the chakras. It's just another form of healing, another option for healing. And then if we choose to invite in the breath work to help uh, calm our parasympathetic nervous system. If we choose to bring in the meditation to deepen that spiritual connection in a different way, if we choose to bring in the other limbs of yoga to help us uh, evaluate our life, maybe figure out what our dharma is, or if we can treat other people um, kinder, or if we can have more understanding, those are all options too. But a really great place to start is just with that physical uh, practice. And a lot of times teachers will incorporate the rest in their classes in bits and pieces so that you can learn about it at your own pace. Because I can see it's a lot to take in, you know what I mean? And a lot to think about, but it's just like, wow. Like I feel like anyone that's listening to this right now, I feel like this is really your sign. You know what I mean? That you know, yoga is for you because you are no doubt a spiritual person or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And a lot of us are just having a really hard time, you know, being here in the physical world, you know what I mean? For whatever reason it is, you know, I know for myself, it's just like, I just want to be with spiritual stuff all day. You know, if I could just be sitting there and like doing, I don't know, readings and card readings and talking with spirit and doing all that fun stuff, you know what I mean? That's what I would be doing. But I know that I need to respect my body and this world that I'm living in. And now I really see like, it's a sign also for me, for you talking with me today, because now I finally gotten a little more serious again about my yoga, you know, uh, training, if you will, like my, uh, my yoga workouts, <laughs> lack of a better word. And now you're reminding me like, that's another reason why it's being brought forth into, you know, my life again is because it offers such healing. You know what I mean? And it is that bridge and it can do so much for you that you don't even realize. And so I know if it's a sign for me, it's also a sign for some of those listening. So I just had to say that like, Wow. <laughs> so now I know why we're meeting today and talking about this. So thank you so much for that. One more thing I thought about in terms of just wanting people to know, especially people who are listening to this podcast right now, um, there's, there's no shame invited into yoga. We just show up, we come as we are, and we do, we try our best, meaning we honor our bodies. We always honor our bodies in our practice. So we may not be able to do an entire practice one day. Sometimes I, I'm not able to, and I might just come into a child's pose. I might just come into seated. I might just lay on my mat. And that should really be acceptable in any yoga space that you're in. Um, and if it's not, that might not be the right yoga space for you. Um, but to honor yoga's true origins, we just meet ourselves where we're at on our mat every day. And to not, um, to really embrace the use of props. So if you're at a yoga studio or you're at home, you've got those blocks, those blankets, those bolsters, whatever you have using those, they're kind of like um, divination tools when you're doing intuitive readings, right? Like we don't need the divination tools, but if we want to use them, right, they really can enhance our reading, they might give us more confidence. Same thing with props. They're enhancing our practice. They're giving us confidence. They're allowing our bodies to be comfortable. Um, Cause yoga, even when I'm um, 
I know we've talked a lot about yoga and I love it. Um, and another part of my life, Heather, as you know, like I'm certified as a Reiki master and, um, I'm a pranic healer as well. And I've dabbled in intuitive readings. Thanks to the courses that I've taken with you, Heather, you've really helped me open up to my intuitive abilities and just realizing, gosh, my whole life that I blend Ben Claire cognizant and, um, and also a deeply feeling person and, um, it's just getting these intuitive hits and knowings. And I think that yoga has helped ground me from all of that. Um, so I can, I just had a new thought myself that perhaps I should practice some yoga before I offer, um, you know, energy healings during the day so that I can help be grounded and come in as an even more balanced presence for people. But yes, I think that definitely, just honing in on again, like yoga is really for everyone and you don't have to have a daily practice. Um, I don't even know that. I, I guess in some ways I do have a daily practice. It's not always physical. Our daily practice might be a meditation. It might be that breath work. It might be just working on being compassionate towards ourselves that day. Yes. So just checking in with yourself and checking in with spirit. And, and what do you, what do you need that day and honoring yourself and giving that to yourself? Yeah. If you're not feeling good, you know, or if you can't do a pose, you know, going ahead and grabbing a block, grabbing a towel, modifying somehow, or just going in the child's pose. And I feel like for some of us, if you're anything like me, you know, I go into the, to the yoga studio and when I'm surrounded by people, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to do it right. Like, I don't want to do it wrong. And I don't want to look a certain way. And, you know, you almost think like everyone's staring at you when everyone's just thinking about themselves more than likely, you know, but, um, I'm also like, uh, overachiever, you know, I like to do my best all the time, but you know what? you know, the last few of the yoga classes I did in person too, I'm like, you know what, I'm just doing yoga. I'm just going to go into child's pose. Like, I don't even care. And a part of me is like, how, like, you know, that ego talks to you and is like, wow, like even that man over there, you know what I mean? He's doing it and she's doing it. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. You know, like, I don't feel like my body can do that today. So I'm doing this. And then even at home, I noticed that I had that issue. So to where it's like, don't use the block. And I'm like, no, I'm freaking using the block. I'm using it. You know what I mean? Like bug off, you know, today is a block using day. So I love how it's like, you know, it's almost like you gave us permission, you know, like, hey, you have permission, go in a child's pose, do this and that, you know, grab a block, you know, like yoga doesn't have to be every day. Like your physical doesn't have to be every day, but you can practice one of the other eight, you know, sorry, there's eight parts of yoga. Okay. Other seven. Okay. The other seven parts like every day. And I love too, that you had said, like one of them is to be more compassionate with yourself because I feel like that's where we're really dropping the ball. Like, I don't know about you, but like everyone I know, it's like, they are really compassionate towards other people. You know, they might lose their crap once in a while on other people, but they're talking crap about themselves all the time. So I feel like it's almost like a challenge. I think like every day, like, you know, that could be like a challenge, like every day to do yoga, do one of the um, eight limbs and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, and so then they can be like, okay, my yoga practice today is being nicer to myself. Would that make sense? Like being more compassionate? Yes, definitely. And I can share some additional information with you um, in more detail about those eight limbs, but amazing that we touched on this because just showing up to yoga and let's just use physical, a physical practice, for example, that is practicing self-compassion. You are caring for yourself and that amount of time that you are in a class or that you're in your own guided flow. 
Oh, I love that. Now, now if anyone else that's listening has been to a yoga studio and went to a yoga class, now you might be saying, knowing why they say the things they have, because they always say, you know, give yourself kudos and love for showing up today. You know, like you do this, like every time in an, and I'm in Avasna, right? <laughs> They're always like, yes, you know, you came out here today and it's about giving yourself love and gratitude for making it out. Now I know the reason why it's because of that right there, isn't it? Yes, definitely. There, there's no yoga without people. So, you know, us showing up, whether it's at home or in a class, um, is really just to honor ourselves. It's not really about anybody else in the room. It's not about the teacher. Um, Heather, would, would you like to know who the greatest teacher in a yoga room is? Oh, I would. I think every, I think we all want to know. The greatest teacher in the yoga room is you. It's always the student. It's always the person that's experiencing the yoga in their body. The teacher, me as a teacher in front of the yoga room or on Zoom can only guide you as much as my intuition will allow me to. But eventually you take matters into your own hands. Only you know what feels good in your body. I don't know all the time if someone's experiencing pain in a certain way. If they share it with me, I can definitely help them. But sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes I don't even know. I, I start to move a certain way and I'm like, uh-oh. And then I just, you know, change the way I'm going because there's, again, no right way just to honor my body in that space. So just knowing that you are always the greatest teacher in the room or in the space that you're in. Yay! Oh, I love that, though. And so everyone who's always wanted to be a teacher, just go to a yoga studio. Just go go do some <laughs> yoga. I love it, though. But it's so true. It's so true what you're saying, though. And you always learn about things. And you want to, I'm just going to tell you, because I, I think that we all learn from stories to experiences and everything. But like, before I started doing yoga in these last couple of weeks, I was um, trying to lift weights. I was going to the gym. You know what I mean? I was there all the time. I was doing cycling and I would come home and I'm like, man, my elbow is really irritated right now. Right. And I just had elbow surgery and I need to take it a little more easy, but I really don't know how, but I'm trying, I'm taking it easy for me. However, once I started doing yoga, which feels like nothing, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes you might stay in, you know, a pose that's burning your thighs a little bit and things like that. But for the most part, you don't really feel the vigorous exercise like you do, like lifting weights and cycling classes and, you know what I mean? Doing all these like crazy moves at the gym, you know, because I was going to all these different classes and stuff. And what I realized when I was doing yoga, it's like how bad my arm hurt from even just doing nothing, you know, being still and even like a, like a pose where I'm not even using my arms and I could feel the pain in my elbow and my wrist, but it must've either been, you know, adrenaline. It could have been just being focused in a moment with, you know, the high vibrating of the class, you know what I mean? The high vibrations of the class that I didn't even realize how much pain that I was in. And so now every morning when I'm doing this yoga, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my hand needs more love. It needs more care. It needs more attention. And I feel like that's one reason why I've been guided to go back to yoga um, because it's like, wow, you know, you're doing way too much. So does that yoga, make sense? What I said? Yes. Yes. Um, yoga weeds out the distractions. If we are able to concentrate on our breath. So all of the adrenaline, all of the distractions that were available to you when you came to that yoga space they weren't there anymore. It was just you. It was you, your body, your mind, your soul. And you were able to feel that pain. And you had mentioned something I would recommend sending love to that space, sending healing to that space. And also envisioning as you're breathing in 
what do you, can you breathe in more oxygen into that space? Can you intuitively just send that fresh air there and vision it healing that space? And as you exhale, letting go of any tightness, any tension, any dirty energy, if you will, that if you feel like that is present in your body, what do you want to inhale? What do you want to exhale? Especially with physical pain. It's not a cure-all, um, but it's something that helps me in my individual practice, especially with fibromyalgia. Each day, my body is different. So I'm breathing into different spaces. I'm more mindful of what hurts or what's tight. And I'm just trying to provide a little bit more love to those areas. Oh my gosh. And I feel like it means a lot when we send ourselves love, you know, because like I said, it's a lot of times that's what we lack. And you know, what is really interesting too, that I learned that I want to share. And I think that it would, you know, go off a lot of what you're saying is you always hear like, oh, to like lose weight, to, you know, be stronger, to be healthy. You know what I mean? You should be lifting weights. You know, you should be doing like all these different kinds of exercises and that kind of stuff. And yoga has a part in it, but I believe that yoga is more like, oh, on your rest day, you know what you I mean? Or in that kind of stuff. Right. But one thing that was brought to my attention, I don't know if I learned from someone or as a download from spirit, but basically what they said was when you do those type of exercises, you're stressing your body out. So when you're doing like vigorous weightlifting, and all that kind of stuff, right? You're, you're putting your body underneath stress and then you're carrying that stress with you throughout the course of your day. You know what I mean? And I don't know exactly the physiological effects that it has in the body, but it's not good. And that can actually cause you to, you know, retain weight, you know, cause your body's underneath that fight or flight mode. You know, it can even like make, just make you so much more stressed, you know what I mean? Which can make you a little more agitated and that kind of stuff. But if you do yoga, especially, you know, beginning your day and that kind of stuff, you can still get a lot of those benefits, but you're not putting your body underneath that stress. In fact, you're doing a lot of opposite. So you're starting that day in a de-stress mode. So then your body will be in that fight or flight, you know, it'll be okay. <laughs> and then you'll be able to like, even like lose weight quicker. You'll be able to respond nicer to people and things like that. Does that make sense to, from like your viewpoint as a yoga teacher? But yoga is something that will slow the heart rate. And exercise is something that's going to speed up the heart rate. So I, I do believe in, and I know you do too, Heather, the concept of balance. So how do we create balance within, within our body? That will look different for everyone. Maybe we want to incorporate some exercise. Maybe we don't. Um, I have been um, approaching life through as big of a non-judgmental lens as I possibly can. So if someone is interested in a yoga practice, but they're not interested in exercise, cool. Um, I can't tell you that I exercise a whole lot. Um, I physically, other than yoga, I have a few things I like to do. Sometimes I like to take a Zumba class online or take a walk, um, but really focus more on that mindful movement that I get through my yoga practice. So just focusing on mindful movement, slowing the heart rate down versus an exercise class, which is can be also beneficial for the body. It's going to speed the heart rate up. It's going to get the adrenaline going and then just finding that balance for yourself. I love how you say the balance too, because what's in weights is really good. It strengthens your bones. You know what I mean? So definitely not talking smack about that, but what I, I think we just want to look around our day and our life and find what fits for us because now I'm doing yoga in the morning. If I want to do weights, I do it in the afternoon. So then I don't have like either that cortisol or, you know what I mean? Not starting my, my, my day, you know, with my heart racing, you know, even though sometimes it could be good, but I'm already a morning person. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to do it for energy, but perhaps, you know, you might, you know, benefit for that if you were um, more of a, you know, night person. Okay. So 
you actually said something about along the lines of that we can do yoga online, you know, that kind of stuff. Do you actually do yoga online? Do you actually teach it online? Uh, yes, every other Saturday I teach on Zoom from my home yoga space. And I can give you my website, which will have all that information on it. It's 11 o'clock Eastern time and you can find your own time zone. Um, I offer the first session for free. There's a coupon code available on my website. And then after that, it's like $11. And if anyone has any financial constrictions, just let me know um, because I'm here to offer yoga. I'm not here to make money. Um, so that's my goal is to offer it in the most economical way possible. I also offer a discount on those Zoom classes I teach from home to the LGBTQIA community, the BIPOC community, um, any un underrepresented groups uh, just to help make things more equitable and inclusive. And then I also teach every Wednesday um, in person and on Zoom simultaneously at the same time. It's a lot of fun um, at Namaste Yoga in Royal Oaks. You can come see me at 515 Eastern time if you want, if you live in the Metro Detroit area um, at Namaste Yoga in Royal Oak, or you can even sign up, um, doesn't matter where you live, you can live anywhere in the world and sign up for the class online. Oh, that is so much fun. Yeah, so everyone can enjoy uh, a Rachel class. And I hope you don't mind me um, pushing you out of the closet with this, but you you actually do meditations and you're on a famous app that we probably all know. <laughs> yes, I recently joined Insight Timer. I've added a handful of meditations on there. Things, to be, things seem to be going well so far. I've had a lot of positive feedback and I'm looking forward to offering more. It's been something that... Uh, is again, part of my yoga practice that I found a lot of benefit from. And I've heard that people, um, a lot of people have told me that they really like my voice when I'm teaching yoga or offering meditation. So I started to add some on Insight Timer and we'll see where it goes, but those are free. So you can find me on Insight Timer under Rachel Rose or Reiki Rachel and give those a try. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I feel like that's perfect for you because I feel like your voice could like, I don't know, put me to sleep, which in the same token can actually put me in a deep meditation as well. So I feel like you have to have that good flow. You totally have it. Oh my gosh. So everyone, just to let you know, I am going to have everything that Rachel talked about um, in the show notes. And then if anyone wants to reach out to you, where should they find you? find me, um, we'll start with my website. It's uh, rosegoldenergy.com, R-O-S-E-G-O-L-D-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. <laughs> and then I am on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as Reiki Rachel. Uh, Rachel spelled R-A-C-H-E-L-E. So Rachel mm -hmm. with an E. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, I love you, Reiki Rachel. And then, yeah, and just in case you guys want to do the, um, do the links. They're going to be in the show notes. I believe you can just swipe right and then you should be able to see them so that you can go visit her, try out a yoga class or a meditation on Insight Timer. I just found out about Insight Timer, but now I can't wait. I feel like this is actually another sign for me to start meditating because <laughs> now I got yoga down. So I'm like, okay, got to do that. So thank you so much for joining me today, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. This was, I really appreciate the opportunity to just share my story, share um, about all I've learned about yoga and continue to learn. And um, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast. I listen to it every day that it comes out three days a week. I'm so excited to listen to it in the morning. So thank you for Oh my gosh, that. That, means, that means so much. It's going to be so cool. Like for you to um, be, you know, hearing yourself. <laughs>
cool weird sure <laughs> yeah I know exactly I can't yeah I, I hear enough of my voice during the editing process and the playbacks and stuff like that so oh my gosh it is such a delight to talk to you I could talk to you forever but I am going to let everyone go and we will see you on Friday for spirit stories Bye.